right, welcome to episode eight of the Heroes You Deserve. My name is Henry. I'm Mike. And I'm Richard. And this podcast, we're going to discuss Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So we all just watched the trailer right now, so that way we can re-familiarize ourselves with the trailer and the Star Wars universe. Um, I guess right off the bat, uh, how much of a Star Wars fan <laughs> are you, Richard? Woo, I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Are that's you? A great, that's a great question. Are you familiar with the expanded universe? No, and the novels? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm familiar with what they are, but I never read them. I strictly, you know, uh, canon. Just just the movies. Just movies universe. Cinematic um, universe. The, I guess, the right? of course the infamous Christmas special hmm? that aired in 1970. Did you watch that? I did watch that. I have the, that. the first appearance that. of Boba Fett. I, I got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm one of those guys that you know was there. You know, for you know, I saw all three of them originals at the theater. Did you collect the toys when they first came out? Uh, you know, I had a few. I don't know if that collect is a strong word, but you know, I had a few. I've, not like know, now, right? No, no. Well, let's not talk about that right now. Um, attention. <clears throat> that attention. Um, but yeah, I was a big fan, and um, you know, when the prequels came out, I was you know pretty disappointed. And I was really excited with uh, episode uh, seven, uh, Force Awakens. So yeah, it's uh, you know I'm I'm a fan. And we'll get there. We'll probably retread maybe the tr- trilogies at each time just to kind of catch us up to date. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, so how much of a Star Wars fan are you? How familiar are you with the, with the universe? Uh, pretty familiar. Expanded universe. Um, only what I've learned playing some of the games like Dark Forces. Because um, some of the video games are canon, right or no? I see. I don't know with the with the Disney buyout. I'm not right. sure what's canonical I anymore. I know they got rid of a bunch of the expanded they, universe stuff, they but did. they seem to be cherry picking certain items. Right. Um, some of the cooler ones. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see like, you know the actual Star Killer base or anything like that. Or the what was the ship called? The uh, okay. Anyway, there was a ship that was supposed to be like Star Killer base, and uh, we're not gonna see stuff like that. Right. And as for me. Um, no Kyle Katarn. That's a pity. Yeah, I didn't really watch the original trilogy until a couple of years ago. I had a couple of smattering of toys. I, I never bought the comic books. I never bought much of the toys. I didn't buy the novel. So um, I'm kind of like with Richard. I'm, I'm more familiar with the cinematic universe, uh, 4, 5, and 6, and then 1, 2, and 3, and now with 7. So that uh, I'm not too familiar with the the droid numbers and the names and the characters and the vehicle names because you know the the diehard fans they know every yes. droid name and make and model and everything like that so we're not that expert of the star this is just our opinion maybe as a movie viewer it seems or like this will be a casual fans right, approach right. as opposed to the diehard star wars fan now we are like big star wars fans don't get us wrong yeah, right. but we're not obsessive about it. Yeah, and like Rogue One may be referencing, maybe like you said, cherry picking certain things, right. certain stories that have already come out. I'm unfamiliar with those stories, so for me, this is all brand new stuff. I have no frame of reference for any of this at all, other than the shot of the Death Star sure. and some of the Star Destroyers. All right, so oh, and the Adats. So then, <clears throat> let's start there. Then, so the original trilogy, which would be four, five, and six, mm-hmm. um, how would you? Uh, what would you say about those the original trilogy? You know, it's it's one of those conversations that I always wind up having. You know, it's you know the same thing. You know, when when these things come out when you're young, you you revere them. You know, they are they're so special and they're so amazing. And we don't, you know, <clears throat> I don't remember being young criticizing someone's acting ability 
or plot holes or anything like that. We were just watching the screen and just, you know, just, wow, that's awesome. Did they have acting problems? Of course they did. Did they have plot holes? All over the place. But it didn't matter. I and mean, they were just amazing movies. How dare you say anything negative about them? But, you know, they, they're just, they had their flaws. Um, but I loved them. I love the, the, I must, I don't know how many times I've seen them. The original cut, the, the extended cut, the TV cut. I've probably seen every cut there is of episode four. Is there a circumcised cut version? If there is, I would have stayed away from it. <laughs> Henry's around, ladies right. and gentlemen. So, okay, and as for me, uh, I, like you, I, I watched the recent uh, 4, 5, and 6, uh, again, uh, only a couple of years ago, and I liked it. I did not watch it as a child. My my familiarity with it is more of the toys because of the 80s. It was Star Wars, it was He-Man, it was G.I. Joe. It was the 70s. Right, but, but when I grew up... The, I think the to- toys kind of carried over into the 80s somewhat a little bit. Well, yeah, Jedi came out in 83. Right, right. And, so and I, Empire did come out in 80. Right, so I'm more familiar with... I remember watching uh, Return of the Jedi more so than the mm. first two for sure. So that's kind of... I'm late in the game, but I, I do... When I've rewatched the original trilogy, I, I like it. Like you said, it's, it's just kind of takes you back to the, your childhood innocence, really. Uh, Mike, what do you think about the original trilogy? Well, it's the one I, I mean, I was born late 70s, so I was, I was a baby yeah. when these, these films came out, you know. Um, so my exposure to them was, you know, as, as VHS tapes, you know, us, us watching them on on For on the cable. new viewers, what, what is a VHS tape exactly? Oh, yeah, for anyone, <laughs> anyone born in 2000, back before DVD, there used to be giant cassettes. And if you don't know what a cassette is... That's another conversation. Um, know what is. Look to Guardians of the Galaxy, the, the the weird box that he had that kind of looked like an MP3 player, but was way too big to actually be one. That was a cassette tape. That was a cassette. Yeah. So um, large cassettes went into a even mm. larger player that uh, would play your film, and then you would have to then rewind the tape before you you sent it back be to the kind video rewind. store. Yeah, that's where that phrase came or they from. They charge you a quarter. Right. They charge you a quarter or something, and my dad would would make him crazy to pay that quarter. That was our ass. If we had to pay that quarter, that was our ass. So since since you're the youngest one, like you said, you watched them more at home than the theater. Yeah, right? I never had the theater experience until they did the re-release, um, which was really cool. But they added a bunch of goofy shit that I knew just I I knew it wasn't right. I mean, it it was okay. I mean, it was exciting at the time. Right. And again, you don't know what they added or what was uh, at added, the time. You didn't right know. at the time, you didn't know. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'd seen the original sure. the original cuts of the film, so I knew. When they'd added stuff, I knew that you know the the CGI job of the hut was definitely a CGI job of the hut. Um, so there's no questions. The extended cantina scene, also, there was no denying that that was an extended scene. So yeah, I, mean, I, I have a fondness for the films. I've always loved uh, Empire and Jedi. Uh, New Hope was, you know, so it's you're a, it's more a good starting point. You're but, like uh, Jedi. You're dark, more dark. Uh, the Force or what? The the Jedi's are the dark side. Oh, where would I land? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I could be trusted with any kind of powers like that. No. It's a good thing I don't have any kind of powers. I could not be trusted with I think uh, I'm, I'm more... I think I'm more dark side because I've been looking for love in Alderaan places. <laughs> okay. Jesus. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, that, so Rogue One. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, that, okay, now let's go to um the, the the second trilogy which would be episode one and two and three so this was must the, we re, yeah we, we uh, i think we have this came out when when did the episode one come out two i don't know 2000s 90, no, no 98 98 i don't know what it was so again i mean 
No, this was in the 2000s for was sure. Everyone, uh, everyone was a, a big fan of Star Wars, and everyone was really looking forward to the awesomeness of what Episode One should have brought. Mm-hmm. And and again, I remember going to seeing Episode One of the, the theater for sure. And how did you feel about it? Um, I was I was disappointed, you know, and, and I'm sure. A lot of us were, and I don't know if it's more a George Lucas thing or I think or it was, CGI, the no, story. I, I mean, what, what did I think you see it, it in theater? I think ultimately, yeah, I saw three. I think it was the casting, like across the board. Other than Ewan McGregor, I think everybody just was out of place. Um, there was way too much politics. It was made too much. You know, there was just the focus on all the wrong things. It was just it was not a very coherent. Story. Too much politics. Too much trade federation. I yeah, mean, it's like less emphasis on the wars. I mean, it's Star Wars. You know, something really didn't matter. And, and then really... the rest of the film played like a Saturday morning cartoon where the total focus was just to move merchandise. Yeah, that's like, cool. There's just anything that I'm probably gonna want. Who just that'll be cool in a video game. I think, I mean, Star Wars, I think if we remember the story correctly, George Lucas somehow managed the deal where he would get money out of the merchandising, I think. of some. Of that some was kind. the main, that was the, the main thing one. he kept when he signed on with Fox. Yeah, Fox was distributing the movies, but he, he had the foresight to uh, think ahead, think ahead and say, you know what, I want all the licensing. Sure. And, and I think maybe episode one, two and three, I don't know, were maybe too focused on the merchandising properties you know it was just it was just not a very good story and they had to throw in the their version of ewoks which i think is a jar jar binks yeah i don't remember what they're called gungans or something gungans yeah so yeah it's we'll just we'll just gloss over but but again for for the older fans like us you know since we grew up with the four five and six one and two and three were the disappointment, but for the kids growing up who've never seen Star Wars in the theater, or or maybe even then, Star Wars kind of sort of faded out of the limelight, and they this was their first exposure mm-hmm. to Star Wars. So I think we sh- we should be at least be thankful to exposing kids to the Star Wars universe, right? I mean, do you not? I mean, as bad as it was, at least it kind of brought them into our world. What? Uh, no, no, you don't agree. As a bridge, I suppose it was useful in that respect. But honestly, if I could, I mean, if you gave me the choice of having my first exposure to Star Wars being my dad showing me, you know, the original trilogy and the the prequel trilogy, right? But these kids didn't have a choice. I mean, they they were just kind of following the hype that Episode One is going to be awesome. Star Wars is awesome. Let's go watch it in the trailer. And you know, and most of them really like it. Yeah, exactly. If you ask those kids that grew up with that movie, mm-hmm. they have no problems with yeah, that Yeah, if, if I talk to my sister-in-law, and she's she's a junior in high school right now, she has no problem whatsoever with the prequel trilogy. Right. None of the complaints that, that we have are at all her complaints. If anything, same thing that we didn't like, she didn't, and that's Hayden Christensen 100%. Right. You know, there's there's no redeeming quality in, in that actor at <laughs> all. Not his portrayal. Not the character of Anakin Skywalker. No one. Pod no one races. No Darth Vader. No. Sand uh, getting in everything. Right. No. It gets. Oh God. <laughs> that, there's, so so even that she she couldn't forgive. But by and large, she liked the films. Well, and, and I think that that's she's and, just representative of the, the well, whole an, generation. It's anecdotal, but but yeah yeah. I mean, and you, I see that uh, in, in people her age that. Is it are mo- very forgiving with those films, whereas you know we feel like our childhood was was uh, 
somehow tainted by by the very mere existence of these these prequel right, right it all depends who they grew up with coming um my comparison is kind of like um those familiar with Hal Jordan Green Lantern we all know who Hal Jordan Green Lantern is but the Justice League cartoon featured John Stewart so the the kids that grew up with the Justice League cartoon are more familiar with the black John Stewart Green mm-hmm. Lantern than they are with Hal Jordan that's right yeah right that's true all right so now that uh now that we've discussed the first uh two trilogies and we we kind of um Let's move on to episode seven. Mm-hmm. So the Force Awakens. So we, I think, did we all see that together or no? I uh, yeah, didn't we? No, I don't think I was with you guys. Oh, okay. As so, per usual. <laughs> so, um, what did, what did you think of the Force Awakens? I had no problem with the Force Awakens, and you know, going in expecting um, it just to not be the original trilogy. I'm sorry, not the original trilogy, but but yeah, the, the prequel trilogies, sure, the knowing prequel. that Lucas wasn't attached right. anymore, knowing that we had J.J. Abrams. Um, and I know a lot of people him. hate on Lucas, but I mean, he he produced the original trilogy, but directed the second trilogy, correct? That... He also uh, directed episode four. Yeah, and then he passed the, the buck to Spielberg. No, uh, episode five was, was Irving um, Kirshner. Right. Yes. And, and Spielberg and, did... Uh, and Jedi. Jedi was Mark Marquand. Something so was Spielberg. A he did a he did the Indiana Jones. Spielberg and Lucas did Indiana Jones. He did um, nothing to do with Star Wars. Well, that's okay. See, James we're not Martin. rabid fans. Yeah. We're just again, we yeah. like them a lot, just not a whole lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, now, like you said, Lucas sold it to Disney, so he didn't wasn't not attached. So we got fresh eyes on right, this right, project. Right. So people that J.J. Abrams, yeah. Hopefully that we're, you know, that we hoped were equally passionate about the subject matter as we were and would give it a fresh look and hopefully write something that we could all really um, wrap our heads around that wasn't, you know, trying to sell us something, wasn't trying to move product other than the, the film itself. So we got new characters, got some old ones. Um, well, I, I, honestly, I guess you all must have seen it by now. And if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever we say next is on you. It's It's been quite a few months. So, yeah, we got a, a good mixture of new characters and old. Um, yeah, there was a right. big scene. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm still reluctant to say it out loud because we'll, we'll, I feel like... We'll, we'll get there. Um, okay. If it um, comes up. So, if it comes up organically, I won't just sure. blurt it out. But, yeah, so um, the action was good. The story was really good and compelling. You've got this, you know... Stormtrooper who suddenly, you know, came out of his training program Develops and a conscience. Well, decides that, you know, apparently his, his conditioning didn't take or when faced with the reality of going through whatever training they go through as stormtroopers um, or reconditioning, um, just decides, you know what, I, I, I can't, I can't, despite all my training and all the conditioning I've had, can't watch all of this carnage and participate in it. So he immediately goes off the rails Finds a way to escape uh, with Poe Dameron um, in in a hilarious scene where he's you know says like all right you're breaking me out because you need a pilot he's mm. like, yeah I need a pilot so there was there was a, a you know what it is about him is it's honesty even when he's totally lying there's an there's an honesty to it um, well at least it wasn't 
Poe Judgment. <laughs> You're on fire today, man. <laughs> oh, whoa, hell. You really are. Richard. It's all the pizza. <laughs> sure, sure. Craft Services was good to us today. It was so. Magic Hat, right? It was Magic Hat. <laughs> yes. Uh, Richard, so um, what, did, what was uh, your thoughts on on The Force Awakens? And I want to touch upon, because there was some criticism of Force Awakens, but we'll touch on that a little well, bit. Well, I'm probably going to bring sure, it up. Sure. Yeah, go you ahead, know, man. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. It was fun. I did not hate it. Um, hate is a strong word. Okay, I wasn't disappointed like I was at the original trilogy. The acting was much better. Um, the dialogue was much better. But you know, I there were some problems that I had with it. I mean, I didn't walk out going, "Oh my God, they did it again." I was like, "Okay, that's cool." I mean, it wasn't great, but it was cool. You know, I mean, there was just some things. Like and what? not, and I'm not even talking about like Lens fact. Fingers. No, I'm not even <laughs> talking about the fact that they essentially retold Episode Four. Well, I'm not going to talk about I, I that. I couldn't agree with that. Because to me, I thought, okay, that's a cool, like an homage. You know, you just see the kind Too of this much kind of, of an like, homage for some people. But and that didn't bother me. There was just a lot of like in- inconsistencies. Like the first time I saw it, and a lot of times when I watch a movie like this, I'll I will usually watch it more than once. The first time I I have my initial reactions or whatever, but then I go back again and say, well, maybe I missed something. Maybe I I missed a reference. Now that I know where it's going, maybe maybe I just missed something and and I'll catch something else the second time around. There were just some things that just didn't ring true for me. You know, things toward the end, like how close was the Starkiller base to everything? Like, it just seemed like everything was so close to it. And, and you know, the interrogation with Ray and, and there was just things that were too convenient and kind of bugged me a little bit. But, I mean, not enough for me to hate the movie. I, it was just, I saw them, my brain registered it as, that's weird, but I kept going. Very much the way my brain did with the original trilogy. I mean, there were some things that were off or whatever, but you know, you you get caught up in the emotion. And JJ's really good at that. I'm a JJ Abrams fan. I'm I'm probably one of the only people that can say I've liked. Uh, I I wasn't a fan of Felicity, but I I became a fan with Alias, the TV show, and um, then Lost, of course. And so I've always been a fan of his. I, I think he does great directing of character of actors. I think he he probably is one of the best directors of getting something out of his actors. I think they they all just do a really great job for him. Um, and I, you know, I, I think he, he's really good at, at developing excellent character moments. And there were a lot of them in the movie. It's just some of the plotting just seemed a bit off. And, but I mean, again, you know, none of these things are perfect, no matter how dedicated a fan you are. You know, it's, I am a fan and, and I recognize that it was really nice, a nice starting on point. And hopefully I'm just interested now that it's, we're going into something that not, will not be an homage, I hope. To Empire Strikes Back, uh, uh, right? You know? Right, and it's kind of like hoping. Episode one for the next generation. I mean, right. again, every trilogy is being exposed to a brand new generation, brand new set of eyes for kids or whatever. True. But I, I did enjoy it. And Richard, you touched on um, the. Some people say there's a, a lot of too much homage to the original Star Wars. Do you, there's a lot of it. You know, the orphan in the in the sand. Uh, she finds a droid. Top secret information. You know, they go to a cantina. <laughs> you know, they break out of the with the Millennium Falcon. They go to a you know the cantina. They get and they meet a little guy. You know, I mean, I know it wasn't exactly like the Yoda, but you could very easily uh, compare Maz Kanata to Yoda. Um, they never explain how she has a lightsaber. Uh, there's things that just aren't explained that should be explained. Uh, and I and I understand why because JJ is a is a master of the you know the secret I don't know what he calls mystery it, the box. mystery box mystery right box. 
and um, and it works to a degree, especially in a movie like this. You know, then you you start connecting dots on your own, and you start you know it's fun to you know to fan theory and and try and figure out what the connection is and who her parents are, and I get all of that, and it's fun stuff. But from a storytelling perspective, it can be a bit jarring that all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, where did that come from? Or wait a minute, why? Or how could she fly the Millennium Falcon? Or how come she's so awesome at everything? Right. And and so, you know, little things like that. A that bit of a, a Mary Sue, correct? A, a, bit, of a, Mary, a, a bit of a Mary Sue. Sure. We'll, we'll talk about that, I guess, a nice and little segue there. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it was enough of an homage that it was obvious to it's anybody. Yes, okay. to it's, anybody it's... that had seen the original trilogy, for sure. Mike, so do, do you agree with a, a bit of what Richard says? Do, do you think it was too much of a homage, or, or it just did it just right to do it justice? Or No, no, and, and as I said a, a moment ago, it was, it was an overt homage. I mean, that's you think it was probably the most polite way to call it that. I mean, it was biting on the original trilogy. Almost shot for shot. And don't, let's not forget, uh, yeah. just, you know disengaging the shields from inside and having the X-Wings coming in. And, you know, a lot of the stuff was pretty much same plot yeah. beats, almost. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would agree with that, yes. I mean, to, to have had General Leia go and say, like, you know what, we got this, we kinda, we've kind of done this kind of thing before, it would have just been the wiffle ball over the head, uh, mm. the wiffle bat over the head to tell you that, uh, yeah, yeah, you are watching it again. Mm. But I, I also don't fold it. Because, it, as Henry mentioned, it worked. If this is yet another new generation's new hope, mm. not the worst thing. I wish it wasn't um, nearly shot for shot yeah. remake of it. But I mean, I don't, I don't hate that either. But it wasn't Phantom Menace. No. Yeah. So we could. The bar was set so low. I think I'm just. But to be fair, uh, as much as Ray did turn out to be a Mary Sue type of character, I really liked her. Like, I think she was my favorite character in the entire movie. All right, so explain what what is a Mary Sue? Well, it's just this concept of, it's typically associated with females, although there's a male version. I can't remember. It's Gary something. Really? Gary Stu? Yeah, Gary Stu, I think. Uh, It's just this notion of a badass character who just basically never does anything wrong. They're just good at everything. They never make mistakes. Um, you know, their clutch at always the right moments. Um, and Ray was a paragon of that, you know, and I mean, even, even as people were coming out, it was like, how was she, how could she be able to do this? And, you know, and it's very easy. It's very, and it's very lazy to say, oh, well, it's the force. Oh, she's strong with the force. Luke was never that awesome. <laughs> Uh, maybe Anakin was, but they explained that as midichlorians. And then we suddenly forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we wouldn't even discuss but, that. But I mean, you know, th- I don't think we've ever seen a Skywalker, if in fact she is a Skywalker, to be as gifted as she is. It was a bit extreme. If she is a Skywalker. If she is a Skywalker. So it was a bit extreme and it was a bit jarring. Like I said, it's those are the kind of things that you kind of sit back and you do have your suspension of disbelief as you're watching a movie. But then you go, wait a minute, come on. <laughs> really? Really? I mean, she was, I mean, she was flying the, the Millennium Falcon better than Han Solo ever did. Uh, so, uh, you know, or dare I say Lando ever did. So, yeah, I mean, that's what a Mary Sue character is. And, and but I still liked her. I, I love the way Daisy really performed her. Uh, she had heart, you know, you cared about her. And even though she was perfect, you still somehow thought she was in danger, sort of. Or you still worried or cared or something. I don't know. It was yeah, weird. Right. And she was kind of... The ray of hope in the movie. I had to set that. A ray of new hope. Right? My ray God, of new hope. man. 
You're incorrigible. Right. All right. So we've discussed the original trilogy. We discussed um, one, two, and three. We discussed number seven, episode seven, The Force Awakens. And we just watched uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which is a prequel is or uh, a point five. It's like three point five. Well, according to Kennedy, who's now running the show at Marvel slash I'm sorry, Disney slash Marvel slash Star Wars slash Pixar slash Pixar. Uh, Kath, Ke- Kathleen Kennedy, I think, is the one in charge of Star Wars, and she said that this has not that the trilogies that we're familiar with are following the Skywalker family. Okay, from the the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy and now the the new trilogy. You may say, well, does that mean raise a Skywalker? No, but you know, Leia is still there, Luke is still there. So this is still the start the Skywalker story. The Skywalker ranch. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. Um the Rogue one story has nothing to do with the Skywalker story. It's like a spin-off. It's essentially a spin-off. These are just other stories. This is another story in that universe. But this is not part of the Skywalker story. We're not going to be uh, connected to it in any way, shape, or form. At least that's what she said. So there theoretically should not be any connections whatsoever to any of the movies that have come out. This is its own thing. The only similarities is that it exists in the same world. It's like the View is Q universe. I mean, it's just in the same universe. Right. I mean, yes, we do see the Death Star. Yes, we do see Star Destroyers and Stormtroopers. But, you know, and, and Rebellion and certain other characters. But these characters don't ever cross paths right and so, so do we do we know <clears throat> what he the might know about do you know the synopsis somewhat he might have a better idea than i do well i, I mean I'm, and again we're, we're working from what we know what what the the rogue squadron was um canonically which was basically their their like seal team if you will ready to go at a moment's notice and they're doing the most dangerous things you know uh luke and wedge antilles were uh, part of the rogue squadron so there's there's a long history to it um this iteration of it is but this would obviously have been before right it's preceding luke's joining it's right. episode zero um no well, well it's it's, it's, it's not part of that story it's, so it's it's uh it just takes place before three and a half we'll call right, it right. episode 3.5 um so this is bridging the gap between um well, time-wise, anyway. Right between what was the last one even called? The Revenge of the Sith. Revenge or... of the Sith and A New Hope. Um, not a bridge, but that's when it happens in the timeline. Right, right, right. This is not, not actually... connecting stories at all. Well, I mean, there's a, there's common there's th- certainly threads that run through it, but there's not. I mean, we've got the like you said, the Death Star. We have Mon Mothma, who's making an appearance, um, you know, as a, as her younger self or an actress who looks. A lot like mm, her. Yeah, they did a good job with that. They really did. That was I great casting. All, maybe it's all CGI. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I believe it. That's why I looked at you for a second there. I'm like, do you know something I don't? <laughs> no. Um, but uh, no, at, at, at its core, what it is, it's it's a heist film. Which is, well, what, explain the premise. I mean, do, do we know the... Oh, okay, okay. So... so that you're, I mean, are you guessing or are you sure? That we, we know we know this is happening. Okay, I don't know. I haven't done any research on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, sp- I spent the better part of the day, actually, just making sure... I had my head wrapped around what was I, what I was seeing because it is just a teaser trailer, so we don't get to see a lot except you know a few of the high spots, mm. um, and in sort of the loose plot of the story, we know that there's a this you know rogue character and she's somehow recruited by the rebellion to 
do a thing for them. Like Ocean's Eleven. Uh, each one's going to have its Actually, own expert. I got that vibe. They had that shot of her her whole team. Right. I remember. Which seemed to be like this ragtag group of guys, you know. So they're they're going on a suicide mission, it looks like. So they got people that they could probably do without. Not Not any of the actual rebel soldiers, but people who had a certain skill set, maybe were inclined to thievery, inclined to, to espionage, that sort of thing. And people with a certain set of skills. With a certain set of skills. But I'm, I'm sure not you're, Irish. You're upset that you missed that one. I am, I am. Okay. Ah. Point for me. And I drink. <laughs> I Point? I thought that was mine. I'm taking it. I, right. I, I set it up for you and you smashed it. Okay. So, um, we have them on this, this mission to recover... The plans to the Death Star. Possibly. It looks like it. I mean... Probably. In all likelihood, that's that's the mission. Break into the Death Star, steal the plans, make it back home alive. Okay. Which sets up Luke and them when they... Yeah, when, they, when, they, when the Rogue Squadron attacks the Death Star and knows its weakness, this is the reason they, they do, because they have that awesome 3D map that shows the vent, and if you, you, if you have experience at shooting Womp Rats... You know, then that's about your uncle. And so uh, that's the premise. And I know when we just watched it, the whole topic again of the Mary Sue issue came up again. Uh, Yeah, so right now, since the trailers come out, there's apparently been, eh, you know, a bit of a eh, critique. Critique, if you want to call it that, really another badass female character again. And there has been a pattern here. I mean, they even all look alike. If you look at Padme or Natalie Portman to Carrie Fisher to Daisy Ridley and now to Felicity Jones, they all kind of look alike. They have brunette hair. They have kind of the same body type, and they're all these little feisty fighter types. Uh, it, it just seems a little too convenient for some people. Uh, I right away did not pick up on that. I was just watching it for what it was, and I'm completely new to what Rogue One is. But it has come up that yet again we have another Mary Sue type. You know, here she is. You know, coming across as another badass. Uh, you know, fighting single-handedly like the, all these stormtroopers and doing all this awesome stuff. Uh, in fact, there was even some people that criticized the last shot that it looked too much like Katniss from the Hunger Games. People were were a bit uh, were very vocal about that too. So there have been some rumblings just from this trailer from from that perspective of her character. Everything else looks great. I mean, I. I have really, I don't really have a whole lot to say about the trailer itself because it's all new stuff, and and I'm really in the dark, and I like being in the dark. You know, I like d- being in the dark when I go into a movie. So I mean, you're I, a lights I, off kind of guy. I'm a lights off kind of guy. You know, let, let the magic happen. Right, Socks right. on too. <laughs> but um, I like I said, everything I saw seemed cool and everything. But you know, now that I know what the cr- critics are saying or these fans are, that are upset with the, the trailer, I see where they're coming from because it, it is kind of like, okay, well, yeah, you're right. We have another badass female. I almost feel like it's a bit of a meme at this point, though, that, it, that oh, okay, it's it's a Star Wars film with a female lead. Yeah. Let's let's dig up the Mary Sue trope again and, and, and beat her mo with the head with it. And they're doing it. You know, I mean, now... It, now it, if she is in fact the leader of the group, or or she gets most of the FaceTime, that could be a problem. Well, I think that was just the cut of the trailer, though, because that like, could. We, that's we, what I'm we saying. know it's a team. Well, yes, and that's what I'm saying, and I think that's why people are getting a little bit out of shape because the trailer paints it a certain way, and I mean, not everybody knows it's a team. I mean, it's a team because they sent uh, publicity stills and pictures out, and people saw them, but not everybody saw them, and if they did, they probably don't remember seeing yeah, them. We've we've had issues with people who've cutting the, who are cutting the trailer for sure. Yeah. 
So, um, again, you know, if you're one of those people that says, you know what, I'm really tired of all these, you know, hot, badass young women being, you know, the hero that saves the day. I mean, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. But is it always, is that just the Star Wars thing? Is that just what they're going to do now? Just, you know, keep it just being this Mary Sue type or, or is it just misleading in the trailer and, um, you know, maybe the movie won't be that way at all. I, I don't know. I mean, I, when, like I said, when I saw the trailer, it looks fun. You know, it was cool seeing uh, the, the shots and some of the new characters. I, it just, it looks good. Uh, I'm not, you know, jumping up for joy, um, but it looks good. You know, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, I don't know that I'm, I mean, I'm excited that it's, that it's, we got to see it finally. Um, and that we'll, we'll get to see the film in December, but I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not super enthused. I'm. I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not like trying to like, you know, backtread. You know, or backpedal on 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 the film at this point. I mean, we all we've gotten is this teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, some of the press photos. So it, it's Star Wars. It exists in that world. I'm. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, there's it'll no, be. There's cool. no question. Uh, I, I the Mary Sue thing. I. I. I got it in the in 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 uh, the force awakens a little bit I, I could see like people like max landis made that point and he got in trouble for it really badly yeah uh, don't um, dare go against star wars yeah apparently that's just then i have a complaint then i have a complaint minor complaint about this one to me and i know it's a the setup is okay star wars was originally done in the 70s mm-hmm. so here we are in 2000s and we're doing a prequel so my my only concern about this is that we're going to go back to doing a prequel for a movie that happened in the 70s. So the technology that they did in that movie is not as advanced as our technology now. You know? So so I'm just kind of worried that everything that we do is going to be... It's kind of like, like the, the TV show Enterprise going back to the prequel of Star Trek. You get me? Because like like the, the shot of the okay. ATT walker okay, okay. When, it, when it definitely like it moves towards I think Daisy Ridley or somebody, uh Ray, uh, or, or whoever the the girl is uh, Felicity and it moves and it's it moved a lot quicker than the ATT in the original trailer and it even had that Cylon laser thing. It, it's two two thousand not Nineteen seventy-seven. I'm get just, me? I'm just kind of surprised. You know what its sightlines are. Oh yeah, <laughs> but you get me. You, you... I get it. I, 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 and I hope you're right. I hope they don't tinker too much with the aesthetics, and and that's the thing. That, that cinematically, they look too advanced. Yeah, and 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 I see where you're coming from. But remember, it's this is not a prequel of any story. This is its own story. It just takes place in that time. Right, but the technology right. should be on par. You're with right. The movie well, think time. about all the high tech stuff. You know, and okay, and some people are going to say this. In the original trilogy, or not the original, but in the prequel trilogy, the technology was much more advanced. Right, right. Virtual and then they worked it into the story that after the Empire took over, the only thing the Rebellion had access to were all these kind of busted up ships, and they kind of had to refurbish and everything. And so every all the high-tech stuff kind of disappeared, and then it all went the way of the Empire. Now, when we saw the AT-ATs, we saw them in Empire Strikes Back. Who's to say that those were not also banged up versions of the AT-ATs, and the ones we're seeing in Rogue One are a newer version? It's you know what yeah, I'm saying. It's right, very right. easy. It's very easy to explain it story wise when it comes to that. I could now, see that and it being a big government project right. and being like, okay, well, we built these big ass things. Yeah, they were good in that fight, but and now an you know moving them back, right. makes they, them shitty because we got to transport them. And maybe break in them the down. cold, they were slower. You got to reuse the Sherman tanks, right? It's exactly right. 
Um, and as far as like the key, the the key panels and all that stuff, it looks like even in Force Awakens, they pretty much kept the same artistic kind of vision for that. Everything was pretty consistent. Well, even Star Trek does that. You yeah. know, keeps things pretty uh, but, consistent uh, across the, I, all the As far all as the, the ships go, they did ha- they did try and explain that uh, that the the they were actually much more technologically advanced before Episode Four. But once the Empire took over, everything was just like, it was really hard to find ships. It was really hard to find parts for those ships. Everything was kind of all patched together. And, and they, that's kind of the way the Rebellion was working. Okay, I so, I mean, we'll see if, if that's kind of I mean, how they're playing. Because we're kind of in the mid... The, right. No, you're right. But we're kind of in that mid-range area between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I don't know how many years there are, like 40 years or something between those... And I don't know specifically where in those forty years this story takes place. Yeah, uh, probably like, closer. Happen in forty years, I mean, Sith happens. Sith does happen, yes. But there's always hope. Um, so uh, I'm thinking it's closer to Episode Four, though, just because Mon Mothma looks. I mean, it just kind of has a feel that it's probably within five years of A New Hope. I think. All right. Um, I think that about does it, right? Uh, for episode eight, for our discussion of Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So and all you, of Star Wars. Right. Uh, uh, pretty <laughs> really? Much, we, 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 we ran the game. Right, right. right. <laughs> it was uh, the whole Star Wars. So uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, complaints, or if you want to add on to our discussion, go ahead and comment below. Like, subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook, THYD Show, on Facebook, and we're on Twitter. We're all admins of the Facebook uh, but uh, any comment you do on Twitter or Facebook or uh, YouTube, we're all going to see it anyway. So, again, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody.